0: You're listening to the Send It All podcast with your hosts, Hogan Meyer and Lucian Nodder. All right, welcome everyone to season two of the Send It All podcast with your hosts, myself, Lucian Nodder, and your very new co-host, Mr. Hogan Meyer. Hogan, how's it going? It's going great, Lucian. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited, man. This is the first week of NFL. I've been following it for months now, and uh, I'm Mm -hmm. just ready to start playing.
1: Me too. I'm excited. Um, You always want a nice side dish with your entree, and that's college football. And I think we can all agree, college football couldn't possibly be going
0: better right now. Oh yeah, Uh, a lot of great matchups. A lot of great upsets too. Mm -hmm. Um, So starting off, I just want to know. uh, I just want you to express, you know, what does it mean to you to be the new co-host of the number one podcast in Sunday history? It's a huge honor.
1: Um, I'm also a little bit nervous because I've always got some big shoes to fill. Uh, Bradley did such a great job with all the sponsors, keeping the podcast uh profitable for last season that Lucian and I have decided to split those responsibilities. Lucian will be handling the primary sponsors. I'll be handling some additional sponsors each week. Um, but aside from the honor and the slight nervousness, I'm mainly really excited and just looking forward to having some fun with this.
0: Yeah, I mean, you were the odds-on favorite. Everyone voted for you to be the co-host, and uh, I think a lot of people liked what you brought last year, so I'm excited, too. Uh,
1: thank you. And there were some other good candidates. Um, I really think I could have been happy with anyone, uh, any of the other candidates, uh, co-hosting this with you. Um, it's not so much about us, it's about the direction of the podcast in general that really keeps it going, so I think it's it's going to be a great situation regardless.
0: Definitely. All right. Uh, before we get started, just to let you guys know, uh, sorry for the delay in the podcast. Um, we kind of missed the dr- uh, the draft recap episode, so I'm kind of combining the draft recap with the Week One predictions episode. So it's going to be an extra long one tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of on me. It's
1: been a little busy with work and stuff. Um, but also, this is a, this is a if, the, if you're going to combine some episodes, this is a logical one to combine. So it kind of worked out too.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, mm-hmm. First segment, how I spent my summer vacation. I just want to talk about uh, what goes into uh, fantasy football in the off season, uh, what we do. And so just started off. Uh, how did you spend your off season this year?
1: Um, so work and everything was pretty much the same. Um, Nothing too big, personal uh, news because Of course, I have the baby in October, but I mean, who isn't these days? So we might have a a guest co-host for an episode or two here and there. Um, And then my wife and I also went to Europe, so it was actually uh, quite a busy uh, off-season. And then as far as fantasy and stuff goes, I mainly did my my normal light amount of research and um, just kind of keeping up with uh, sports news in general as I would anyway. But also a, a rethinking of my whole drafting uh, strategy for fantasy. So, um,
0: really, yeah. What did yeah, I mean, you do differently this year?
1: Well, as many of our listeners may remember from last season, um, I had thoughts about. How my main thing going into the draft is lining up the bye weeks because it would work out so perfectly if I could get my quarterback and my first and second round draft picks, you know, my top back, my top receiver, all to have the same bye week, and I could just take one week. Uh-uh, not working anymore, didn't even focus on that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Lucian, how'd you spend your offseason? I know you recently relocated to Portland. Um, how are you
0: liking it there? What's going on up there? I am. Yeah, I did. I was actually in Portland uh, for last season but uh in september so I'll like right for at the beginning year. of the
1: season right yeah yeah, yeah, for, yeah so yeah that's
0: when it started but uh yeah i'm liking it a lot it's pretty cool up here it's a different scene than what i'm used to i'm like uh i'm from the southwest uh california arizona so i'm from the desert it's a little bit different up here with the the rain and the snow and stuff but i'm liking mm-hmm. it. Um, But yeah, as for me off season, um, just working, just uh, trying to get things done. Uh, Honestly, I follow NFL football all year round. So I'm always on Twitter checking things, always getting alerts. Uh, Just something fun for me. I love to do it.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. No, I get, I get the notifications. Um, I'm on, you know, the ESPN app, which I think is great, even though I get too many notifications, especially for the NBA. And I've written them about it many times to little to no feedback from them, obviously. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I would say I follow it year round lightly. I'm definitely not keeping a list or taking notes until like a week or two before the draft. Um, but yeah, it's always good to keep your ear to the ground, especially if you just enjoy it like we do. So.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, I think I started my first mock probably in April when the NFL draft was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't get enough of it. But the downside of that is you kind of get burnt out. Yeah. Uh, so I had to yeah, you have to pace yourself a little bit, and I think uh, I think I was able to do that. Yeah, me personally, I've never been a huge mock fan. I'm just not
1: sure what I'm going to get out of it. I know most guys, or it seems like most guys um, in our league do mock, and I did one or two, um, but I definitely waited until like July to even start thinking about it. So.
0: Okay. And speaking of drafts, is there any tools that you use?
1: um, Yeah. And I almost, I almost don't want to give this up. (laughs) I feel like I'm so cool, but no, it's really not that groundbreaking. Basically what I did for my list was I went with the ADP. um, I took, but I did a weighted average of the, three most popular websites that uh, people worldwide use for fantasy football and that's yahoo then espn then nfl.com and i wasn't able to find out how many users each site has i just know that Yahoo's number one espn is number two and nfl is number three so i kind of I, I did a weighted average of that and I, I didn't know how much to get each one but i just kind of went you know top of one two three and that's how i came up with my list And um, and then also uh, some of the guys, uh, the champions who were there early would would notice I was having some glitches with the app I was using. So I ended up having to switch to pen and paper. Um, And then the next day, the app I was using had an update. I had this great app from last year that I think Michael Peters recommended to me where you can just mark off players as they get drafted. You can customize your list, mark them off. That app didn't get updated this year, so I had to find another one. There's tons of them out there. they almost all charge like twenty bucks or something, and I'm way too cheap for that <laughs> so the fr- the only free one I could find was having some serious glitch issues, so I ended up going with pen and paper um but yeah, so basically that's my only tool I use is just uh doing some research, crunching some numbers, putting it into an Excel spreadsheet and and yeah, what about you?
0: Uh, I like to use uh, the fantasy pros uh, draft calculator. Uh, They Mm -hmm. kind of what you were talking about. They take uh, the rankings from all the different websites, and you can see them up on their website. And you can see, you know, what experts think about what players. That's a useful tool. But I also, you know, I'm one of the people who I'll spend that 20 bucks on, uh, like the ultimate draft kit from the fantasy footballers. Uh, That's a great one because you can actually plug in your league settings, and it'll actually change. It'll change uh, the the projections. Yeah, based on oh, what, your, what yeah. uh, your league does. So, yeah, because they, and then they probably
1: got some raw numbers, like we're projecting this guy to get this many yards and receptions and touchdowns, and then they just alter that with your settings to because you know, for certain settings, that might significantly change one mm-hmm. receiver over another or back over another or whatever.
0: Yeah, definitely. And plus, I'm in so many leagues, and a lot of them have uh, – you, you pay for them, so there's money to be made, so I don't mind investing in it right now. Nice. Uh, but speaking nice. of leagues, how many leagues – do you normally do uh, in a season? Uh, Normally not too many. I'm
1: only in two right now. The other one is a bizarre format. It's our family league. Um, Oh. We have 32 people in the league, and this is the format we're going with. Yeah. Everyone gets a team, and that's it. You get to just – your player has to be on your team and then that's who you get to pick from. So if a player is traded, that's you don't have them anymore because of the on team. So I have Raiders, obviously. So yeah. I'm starting Derek Carr every week. And um, yeah, then I guess we get to pick, uh, I think we have like basically three flex spots and then that's it, then kicker and defense. So so there is a little bit of decision in that that you can only start basically one receiver and one back and one tight end or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. but so it's a very different format and it's our first year doing it. We're not sure how it's going to go. Uh, it should be interesting to say the least. Um, but yeah, but what about you? How many are you in this year? You said, is it a lot or
0: I try to do usually two. Um, but this mm-hmm. year I got sucked into this two different uh, work leagues. So I think I have three uh, total cool. this year. So it's not too bad. I don't like to have too many just because uh, you get some of those leagues when you have too many, it's just hard to follow. And some of them start dropping off. You don't care about them as much. Yeah, uh, but definitely this one is one of the more important ones. So and I, would I try to focus if- on this one more.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine if you're in too many at once and then you've got like, you're going against and starting the same quarterback yeah. or t- high profile running back or something like that. And that must be just really difficult to sit and watch a game and be like, that guy just scored a touchdown. That <laughs> yep. hooks me up big time in one league and hurts me in two leagues. You know, it's like, yeah. how do you, how do you cheer for that? Especially if that guy happens to be on your actual favorite team. So, I mean, it can get really, really confusing, I imagine. Yeah, that's, that's the worst to so try to avoid that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, let's get into our next section. Uh, calling this one the great exodus we had a little mm. bit of off-season drama this year several very much in the so league. yeah what are, you, what are your thoughts on this
1: um as much as i still love the man and he, you know great co-host of yours last season brad kind of caused it it was funny when brad, brad was the first one to leave um and afterwards he was texting me saying oh yeah it looks like i took the right time to get oh, out no dude you caused a run. it's more like you caused a run <laughs> on a bank So I mean, yeah. you started these, this domino effect we all knew Scotty would leave if Brad left Scotty was uh, a great formidable fantasy opponent and an amazing smack talker he might have been the best guest on the podcast last season um, and I think he yeah. did it while he was on tour in Austin or something like that which is even more is badass <laughs> yeah uh, so my main thought is it's a huge bummer. Um, it sucks, especially with Brad going, he's a, a former champion. He's not a second champion to leave the league. Um, so I guess whereas Jay Cornhaber is the Hal Fowler of the league, Brad is the Chris <laughs> moneymaker and, um,
0: I'm oh, sorry, Sarah, one second. Oh, sorry. No problem. Uh, yeah. I mean, Brad leaving definitely sucks. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, he's saying that maybe this is just uh, his IR. He's going to IR with the injury this year, and maybe he'll be back next year. But I don't know. I mean, that's if there's a spot open for him to come back. So yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be
1: too opposed to Brad coming back, even though he left on his own accord. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Chad came back, and he was. Uh, gone for, I don't know how long Thomas has done that a couple times in different situations. Uh, <laughs> so we true. unfortunately have had a lot of recent exodus in this league. Um, so again, main thing I'm really bummed, but also I'm really excited about some of the new guys, especially uh, a few of them I already knew quite well, uh, friends from work, uh, friends of Wes's, um, and some of them are new to me. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun either way.
0: Yeah, well, the newcomers this year, I'm sure everyone knows. We all saw them at the draft. Uh, We've got Jason, Joe, Corbin, and Nestor. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do you know about these guys? Uh, Before this, I had met Joe once, but I've never met anyone else. So uh, Uh what are your thoughts on the new guys? Uh,
1: So first off, all around, solid group, love them all, and going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Let's see, Corbin, I actually, (laughs) this is kind of funny, I should know him a lot better. He went to high school with us. Uh, But I actually probably don't know him that well. I don't know Jason too well either. Uh, But I do know Nestor and Joe fairly well. Uh, Both are U.S. Bank employees. Both are awesome guys. And I think someone said this is Joe's first time doing fantasy football. Is that right? Yeah, he's never played it before. Okay, well, this will be interesting to see. I thought he drafted fairly well. Um, Of those four, we said I would say one had probably the best draft, The best myself, obviously. (laughs) And one probably had the worst draft. Um, Ooh, okay. So yeah, we'll get into that later, but what are your thoughts on these new guys? Uh,
0: yeah, right now I thought, uh, two of them had really great drafts. Um, the other two, they were pretty good drafts too. So I'm looking forward to that. I just don't know. Uh, they haven't been too, um, interactive in the league so far, so I'm kind of yeah. waiting for that and not I, I don't know if it's going to take time or what, but I, yeah. I love it. When yeah, you know like what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially two, on our, uh, group meet and, you know, just a little smack talking in there post yeah. a funny picture name from time to time, uh, maybe a little dick pic or something like that would be good. <laughs> oh um, gosh.
0: don't say dick you know. <laughs> pic in, in front of me with Thomas. I'll, oh I'll get God. into that later, but, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, so these new guys, do you think they're going to stack up well, you think they have what it takes to hang with us and all the trash talking that we do. Absolutely. Even okay. with,
1: even with, uh, one of them, uh, dressing fairly poorly. Um, and getting a little unlucky, which we'll get to as well. Mm, yeah. uh, I think they're going to I think they're going to stack up well. All the formidable opponents. Uh, so yeah, it should be a lot of fun to see.
0: Well, I mean, none of them. They all have to be better than Peter. Peter's just uh, Michael. Peter's is just uh, the biggest whiner in the league. And uh, the worst. <laughs> the worst. Just but that's also why we love him, I guess. Human
1: garbage. No, Yeah, <laughs> love, love you, Petey. Hate your team, but love you. And I'm uh, once again rooting for you. I. Found myself in the awkward position at the Super Bowl last year of who to root for, um, and I had to root for the Patriots. It was the craziest thing a Raiders fan could ever do.
0: I, um, You know what? I had to do the same thing, just because the Rams are in the Cardinals division, and I just couldn't root for them.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the Rams' loss means the Raiders are still the only team to bring Lombardi trophy to the Southern California.
0: So. Okay, okay. That's a good yeah. reason.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, well, cool. Let's get into it then. Let's get to the meat, uh, meat and potatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh and talk about the draft recap yeah. uh so just starting off i want to know some of the what are some of the highlights of the draft for you this year okay so
1: um i would say the draft went very well as usual um i know last year there were some complaints on the food and stuff i think that was yep, yep. way way taken care of and, them, and then some i think it might have been eric's idea to do tacos out of i don't know who it was but i thought the tacos were amazing yeah great um, idea so i was having fun with that uh not that i cared i mean i cared about the food but it didn't like hurt my draft experience, really. Uh, no. So, yeah, and I was really glad that finally the time penalties were consistent. For a couple of years now, uh, you know, we had this time penalty thing, and I just find it so unfair when I see one other guy being the only guy who was being held against, and that guy was Hogan Meyer, and I felt so bad for him. <laughs> like, why Why is he the only one who gets held to a time penalty? And he even took pictures when nobody was around the board, it was just him and Petey, and I think it was Paul was gone for like 10 or 15 minutes, but this is, of course, the rest of the league was gone too, doing God knows what, and yeah. no side penalty for these people. But anyway, finally, we had some consistency. I think the timer might have added some time in a way, you know, because we were like saying, hey, nobody tell them if it goes off, they get a penalty, this and that, um, but at least... The time penalty was consistent and it still all got done in a quick and efficient time. So I think it was all great. What about you?
0: Perfect. I have to agree with you on most of those points. I thought the food was so much better this year compared to just what chips last year. And then, mm-hmm. of course, Robbie's cheese and potatoes, which is always a draft winner. Um, and then, yeah, the timer rule actually, you know, it was kind of confusing at first because you had to like go and set the timer yourself, but it actually ended up providing a lot of fun because people would forget about it and then they have to take a shot. Um, Yeah. And at first you thought it was like a punishment by the end of the night. I thought, I felt like people were just taking shots just because. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You might as well join in the fun, you know, it's uh, who doesn't like a shot?
0: Yeah. And then also my other highlight was, uh, you know, the night draft, having a draft at night is so much better than having a day draft.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be like too long and it would take forever. And I like we have to start the day because it's going to it's a long draft. No, it actually worked out quite well. I thought.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty smoothly.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: So we go into the highlights, but what are the low lights? What are some things that uh, didn't go as well for you? Um, I actually didn't really have a low light to be honest.
1: I just had a great time. Great people were there. The, uh, uh, the people in the league and the guests and
0: everyone who was there. Um, so I have no low lights. But what about you? I've got a couple. I mean, they're petty, but. Uh, yeah, no, the squirt guns, when the squirt guns came out, uh, uh-huh. one of the girls—I forgot who it was—but she put whiskey in the squirt gun and squirted uh, me, and I was—I just reeked of whiskey ugh. the rest of the night. It was just terrible. I hated it. Okay, well, uh, I
1: reeked of whiskey too, but for a different reason. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably a better reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another low light, Thomas. Thomas. Uh huh. Thomas was very drunk, and yeah. for some reason, he felt like pulling down his pants and showing everyone's dick, and. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't need to see that, Thomas. We really did Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm a, I'm a sex-positive guy, so I don't like to body shame <laughs> anyone, um, but I totally get your point. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And then my last one, you know, not enough white claws. We specifically, <laughs> I mean, I specifically asked for them, and Petey brought some, but they went pretty fast. It was just like a four-pack or a six-pack. Uh, <sighs> that's an honor aren't, change. Aren't Come you from a city where the police are like trying to remind people that they're illegal or something? No, that's Portland, Maine. That's on the other side of the country.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, speaking of the uh the party, what did you think mm-hmm. of the championship uh ceremony this year? You were uh you were a part of it as usual because you're a former champ.
1: Yes, yes. Um ugh, okay. Uh let me just say there were other ideas completely different. That would have been great. There were other ideas adding to the whole Christmas theme and everything that could have been a part of that show. And would have been great. And it uh, didn't come to fruition, unfortunately. Um, What's up? Why is that? What what happened? I guess some people were outvoted. Uh, You know, sometimes that happens. Um, Creative differences. Yes, yes, creative differences. Um, However, it does seem that internally we do also have – the, all the same feeling that it didn't turn out as well as we thought it would. And we're definitely going to step it up for next
0: year. Okay. Uh, there are yeah. some enjoyable moments. Um, yeah. But speaking of championship ceremony, it's another year. Eric has won his third title. He's a defending champ. Are you going to yeah. be able to suffer Eric this year after winning three titles? Uh, No. No. Yeah. Uh I mean, it showed some skill on his part, but man... Yeah, it's, it's going to be rough until someone catches up to him.
1: Yeah, I'll give him that. And uh, Eric is just a, a solid competitor all around. We used to call him just the champion because the first time we had a really big poker tournament, he won it. We, we once had a really big uh, ping pong tournament. He won that. Um, it's uh, yeah. So he, he's always been a, a force to be reckoned with in any form of competition. Um yeah, it's uh, a natural got,
0: born winner, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But we, we, we gotta, we all as a league yeah. have to uh, put him in his place and set him down peg or something. You know, we gotta, we gotta gang up on him if that's what it takes. At all times, put him nah. in his place. No, no collusion or anything, but let's, uh, let's all, let's all, let, let's let someone else, you know, win. I, I prefer, obviously, I would prefer me to win, but if it's not gonna be me, I want, to, I want to welcome a new brother into the champion circle. So.
0: That would be nice. And you know what? I think it might happen this year.
1: Yeah. Well, we do. Um, It's going to be a great, yeah. Like we said, we've got four new guys and I think they're all, even though one of them is new to fantasy football in general, I think they're all going to be very tough opponents.
0: Yeah. So fantasy football, it's all about uh, betting and stuff. Did you make any bets in this draft this year?
1: Uh, yeah, so a non- fantasy bet, uh, Petey and I had, which we made like a month or two ago. Um, I hope he remembers. It's twenty bucks. I gave him six to one. I'm saying the Pats won't repeat. Ooh. Um And then another bet I made during the draft, uh, which I felt. I mean, he he said, "Like, look at that. Look at him in the video making him think that I regretted it instantly," which I did not. Yeah. Was I bet a hundred dollars that West will not make the playoffs? And wow thanks to some development since the draft, I feel even better about that
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the time it was a, it's a bold prediction, but you obviously feel confident about that. Well, Wes
1: has his first year as a manager at U S bank, which again, congrats to him. I won't bore everyone with the details, but he was a very, very young manager who couldn't have been more complimented by the district manager. When he became manager, it was one of the, kindest company-wide emails I ever read when I was working at US Bank and when he first became manager he really let his fantasy game drop because he was busy with stuff he's busy with stuff again you know he's engaged now and he and Abby yeah. are going to be planning the wedding so he's got, he's got a lot on his plate he made some bad moves during the draft I thought um, <laughs> and since the draft some shit has not gone his way that none of us could have seen coming and so now I feel even better about that. That
0: was one of his uh, bad moves on draft day, trading with me. Please say yes. Uh, kinda. Oh, okay. Whatever. I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that's also to, to be perfectly objective. That's part of my uh, dislike of pedophiles. I, I know it puts me in a an oddball category that I don't like people who are apologetic to child rapists. So you draft take this one, Barkley. You uh, drafted Saquon Barkley, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, talk smack on you for it. All right. Okay. Uh, he's a great not- player, but he's anyone who went to Penn State post oh. Sandusky is a piece of shit, and oh. Saquon Barkley is a piece of shit, and wow. so I wish him the worst.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Old words from Hogan right there. Yeah. All right. Uh, it says here, quick notes on draft grades. Did you have uh, feelings about that? Uh, Just in
1: general. So first off, a lot of people like to talk about their draft grade, which is great.
0: You know, talk about whatever
1: you want, fun, this and that they're based on projections, which Mm -hmm. should always be taken with a grain of salt. But another, especially in this league, uh, Wes just kind of puts our players in with little regard for what order we drafted them in and what order we actually drafted. And I actually don't, don't care about that. That's fine with me. But if you read your personal draft grade, mine, I don't maybe some people it doesn't have any mistakes, but mine had three mistakes uh in my report. It said that I drafted 10th instead of ninth. It said that I took Jackson and Brady, this is a Sean Jackson, and Tom Brady, both of them around earlier than I actually did. So it's when it, I just want you to know that sometimes your draft grade not only is it based on projections, it could be completely inaccurate and based on false information. So that's oh, yeah. what I want everyone to realize when they're boasting about their A's or getting butt hurt about their F's or, you know, whatever, just, uh, Hey, it's not at all about the draft. We still have, we basically, we basically swam the first mile of the triathlon we got going on, you know, we still have two miles of the swim and then the entire bike and run ahead of us. So yeah, we did, it is significant, but it's only a very early step in the journey.
0: Yeah, I mean, those draft grades are pretty much pointless to me. Uh, they don't mean anything. They say I pick from the 11th spot, but I pick from the the first spot. So yeah, really, like right there, right there. Yeah, it'll make people feel good for a little bit, but I think after a few weeks, some people mm-hmm. are going to start panicking about their teams. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of draft picks, you know, when it, when the draft comes, you you have a game plan. You're all set up. You're ready to pick your players. But as prepared as you are, you're always going to make a mistake. And mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, what do you think your worst draft pick was?
1: So first off, uh, for a lot of reasons, I feel like I really killed it this year in the draft, uh, abandoning my old bad strategy. I feel like I did a really good job. And uh, so to, to look back at it, the only real mistakes I made, I think, I could have done a little more research and care on my kickers and D's, which I've already replaced both of those. Um yeah, really, I. I mean, this could be exposed by Thursday. Um, actually, I don't think I've been plan Thursday. By Sunday, you know, I could get exposed and be like, oh, shit, I made a whole ton of mistakes. But for now, all I can say is I, I think I drafted well, and I could have actually put some thought and effort into kickers and defenses.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't even take a kicker of defense, I know because we drafted I like so that early. We've got I like that. Yeah, three weeks until the season. You don't know what's going
1: to happen. I probably I mean, should have done that too. You might as well take somebody's backup because if they get injured, then bam, you got someone yeah. who would have moved up three rounds. If you know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just look what happened the last couple of days with uh, Lashawn McCoy and Frank Gore and Carlos Hyde and you know Duke Johnson and all them. Everything just completely switched around.
1: Yeah, and uh, well, then one thing I'm surprised because I drafted Minnesota's defense, dropped them for Tampa Bay's defense. I'm surprised uh, more people didn't try to pick Ta- uh, Tampa Bay off of the way where they've got really? San Francisco, they're playing San Francisco in week one and Jimmy Garoppolo is looking like shit in both practices and his preseason games. I mean, he threw five picks in one practice. Um, wow. So, I mean, th- this could be a gold mine for defenses. Uh, so just a lot of little things, right? Like here.
0: And, uh, you know, like you said, it's a, a comparative defense. So, Mm -hmm. you know it's it's tough Uh, i don't think people pay a lot of attention to defenses just because it's just like a plug and play position if you don't have Mm -hmm. like the top five defenses but Mm -hmm. before the season starts you don't really know who the top five defenses are going to be because it changes from year to year it's not way more yeah no
1: it's not whereas a lot of running backs quarterbacks wide receivers can be consistent from year to year defenses almost never are even if their team's still good you know they might be shit the, the next season fantasy
0: wise yeah exactly uh, for me, my uh, I think my least favorite pick of the night was my Justin Jackson picks in the sixth. Uh, mm-hmm. I like him as a player. I think he will do well uh, with the absence of Melvin Gordon. But uh-huh. the thing I regret the most is that four picks later, West sniped uh, Tony Pollard, which is my backup to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, yeah. And I have him. I had them both graded uh, around the same uh, the same spot, uh, uh-huh. but. Uh, my 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 mind was I had a few drinks, My mind wasn't in the game. I had made that trade with West in the beginning, uh, yeah. in the morning, which was I knew I was going to get Ezekiel, and I just I, I just wasn't up on my game. And, hey, but, uh, the,
1: but that's something you can't really know until after the fact because if Tony Pollard was available for you in the next round, you've been calling yourself a genius for taking Justin Jackson at that point. So yeah. you know that's that's one of the things that uh, you might you can beat yourself up all you want for it, but you can't call it really a huge mistake. Um, because it could have gone either way.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if he was going to be there in the seventh, I totally was going to pick him in the seventh. Yeah, but whereas uh, hopefully there's some other yeah, whereas there's some
1: other things we can call absolute mistakes, especially myself last year, uh, a lot of just absolute mistakes I made. Regardless, this one was one of the things where just kind of the way it fell down didn't work in your favor, and uh, we can ask Captain Hindsight all we want, but really, uh, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, and we weren't the only one who made mistakes. Um, There were some other teams who made some pretty bad picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got about three different picks here, uh, worst worst picks of the night. I'm just Mm going to go ahead and read mine, then I'd like to hear what yours were. But I think my number one worst pick of the night was Thomas picking Doug Baldwin, a player who's not even in the league. He's retired. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what Thomas was thinking. He probably just called a name and was like, Ooh, I've got to snatch him up. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was, he he, he eventually dropped him, and it was a wasted pick. I'm not sure what round he took him in, but yeah, it was not a good pick. My other one. Let me double check the round.
2: You go ahead and read your other ones.
0: Yeah. My other one was the Chicago defense uh, picked by Corbin. We all know Uh that we just talked about how defenses change year to year, they're not consistent. And I think he picked them in like the fifth or sixth round, which is just insane. I don't even know if he filled out his entire starting roster. Ground,
1: yes. but very close. No defense should be going that
0: early. No, not at all. Um,
1: even if they had the year that Chicago had and drafted nothing but defenders, I mean, you, you should still never draft a defense that early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it made me think, I don't know if, I don't know how long Corbin's been playing fantasy football or not, or if, uh, this is just some part of some strategy I don't know about, but it was definitely a, it it was a head scratcher when he made that.
1: Well, Um, I've been trying to trade with Corbin and he told me that if you look at his team now, he has already dropped and replaced several of his players. And he's also told me yeah, he had a few, maybe a few too many drinks during the draft. (laughs) Um, so but yeah, and then Thomas took Baldwin in the 11th round. So, okay. yeah. yeah. It's not terrible. On those but rounds, like you take lot. flyers. But yeah, but, but, but not like Doug not Baldwin. at all. I mean, I did something similar last year. I think in like the 13th round or maybe the 11th round. I took Des Bryant. Forgetting uh, that yeah. he was a free agent, and he still <sighs> should have been actually playing,
0: but you know what? <laughs> <That laughs> he didn't gets it, picked but... up.
1: I had held on to him for like ten weeks, and he gets injured immediately. It was ridiculous. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was crazy. And I think he's trying to come back this year in October, sometime. So maybe yeah. be a waiver wire target for someone. Yeah. And then my last pick was uh, it wasn't a huge, it wasn't a huge uh, terrible pick. It was uh mm-hmm. made by Chad, um, picked by Eric who is drafting for Chad, but it was Aaron Jones in the, in the second round, I believe it was, I mean, Aaron yeah. Jones, he's not going to be a bad running back, but he's definitely a, someone that could have been there in round three, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, I saw, I saw Chad's, uh, draft sheet and he actually had Aaron Jones as his fifth best running back, which I mean, maybe that can happen, but, uh, yeah, little... there's definitely a lot of players that would have taken before Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the type of pick that could pan out perfectly, but Mm -hmm. that early in the draft, um, you want to pick something a little more consistent, a little less risky. Um, So, yeah, I agree. That was a bad pick. So my three worst picks, and I hope all three of these owners are taking note right now because at least one of them is going to be able to come back to me after week 13 and say, Hogan, you were wrong. Yeah. Um, These are all tight ends that went very early, and they're all high-profile tight ends who are great, players and just finely tuned athletic like machines so we got Travis Kelsey taken by Joe uh George Kittle taken by Wes and Zach Ertz taken by Thomas and the reason I don't like these picks even though Ertz wasn't taken until the third round I you know this is partially personal experience but I feel it's bad to take a tight end early now I know what they're thinking unlike quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers we have so many of them that can put up 10 plus points a week Mm-hmm. There's only a few tight ends who can really do that. But even the ones who can do that, even Gronk in a healthy year back in his heyday, they're still not nearly as consistent as the other positions. You got to remember their- half their position is blocking more. So yeah. I know, yes, I know technically receivers and backs are supposed to block too, but tight ends even more so. And so that's why I feel that you shouldn't take one early. And like I said, one of these guys is going to look like a genius. The other two are going to be wishing they hadn't taken that tight end too early. So. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how it pans out, which one it is. I took Zackers early last year and got burned for it. So, uh, Thomas, looking at the rest of your drafts, you're probably not going to be the you guys coming back to tell me I'm wrong. And, uh, Wes, I certainly hope it's not you. So, let's go, Joe. Let's go, Kelsey.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know they're paying a premium for that peace of mind because the tight end position is so volatile. But again, yeah. you can really, it's hard uh, to predict them each year, especially yeah. someone like Ertz who's has some injuries, and you got the emergence of Goddard you know, behind him. Uh, yeah. So a lot of question marks. But plus, Lucian, uh, as,
1: I, as I'm sure you can tell us all, you don't need to draft a tight end; you can always pick them up off the waiver wire, right?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, okay. What do you think? You're a, you're a Raiders fan. I Mm -hmm. completely punted on tight end because I had someone that I really liked uh, going – basically, he was free. It was in Darren Waller. I just Mm -hmm. want to know, what are your thoughts on Waller this year? Uh, Not sure yet. I haven't seen hard knocks yet,
1: Um, and I don't know much about it. But last one we were talking about last year, Cameron Bray. You want to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Sure. You could put like 100 points on it, or like 150
0: points. Oh, a oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. I thought, uh, I thought I was gonna get like this Kittle or you know Kelsey tied back, and then or uh, tight end, and he just <laughs> that was uh, You know what? I was smoking a lot of weed at the time, and I blame my substance abuse. Okay. Well, <laughs> you get to use that
1: once every 10 years when it comes to fantasy football. <laughs> so uh, okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah. So that was breaking down. Um, You know, we went through the worst. Let's talk about some of our favorite drafted teams. Uh, Just real quick, maybe give like three teams that you thought were the best drafted teams and maybe a little bit why you thought that. Okay. So I didn't, um, I mean, again, it's tough to say and I'm being a little selfish
1: here, but I think some of these guys who drafted so much of me did very well. And I think the first one is Jason uh, and two others are Petey and Miner. And I love how they didn't take quarterbacks or tight ends early. And that's that's the main thing of it. Um, uh, so Jason took McCaffrey versus Kamara. It was a second pick. And that was a very close call. I would thinking an album, Kamara. Me too. If I had a second pick. But McCaffrey, it's, it's, I can't call that like a bad pick. Like, oh, what were you thinking? Like, it wasn't that close. There's such great players. They're both just all around athletes. But so McCaffrey, too, he, he gets a lot more receptions and most running backs. So I, I can kind of see why he did that. Um, either way, that's the, that, that, I think all these guys are going to have consistent seasons and they're all going to be contenders until the very end. Um, if not uh, possibly getting the buys. So yeah, those, those um, are my threes for, for, that reason. And again, I know it's, I'm being a little subjective here uh, since I did a very similar draft strategy.
0: Yeah, and uh, I actually have two of the same people that you picked, and Jason and Miner. I thought they had pretty solid drafts, just well-rounded teams. Um, Players fell to them at the right spots, and they picked them up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another guy I'm going to go with is Joe. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that I two of my picks were two new people, especially Mm -hmm. one Joe. Yeah, his first time. But you know, when you have those, you know, ESPN rankings or whatever rankings you use it's so easy to draft a good team because you just have to go down the list. And <clears throat> mm-hmm. it, you see this in the uh, online drafts. If you just go by the ADP and he, 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 some, it's like when someone auto drafts and they auto draft a great team, that's basically, I felt like what Joe did. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's going to have a little bit of success this year. Yeah, it could have been, especially because he didn't like, Take the auto draft
1: list and then add in some personal favorites or anything like that. At least well, not from what did. I can see. So
0: I, I really definitely prioritized uh Bama players because of the huge Alabama Oh, uh, okay. But if um, you prioritize a Bama quarterback,
1: um, then who is his quarterback? Yeah, Russell Wilson now. So uh so that's fine because Bama produces a lot of great players except for quarterbacks. So. Yeah, definitely. And we all uh, have these kickers, so
0: and that just let that be a tip for you guys. Joe is a huge Alabama fan, so if you're gonna make trades this year, offer those yeah. Alabama players to him.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. God, I gotta think about this. We gotta write this down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're bringing you the news to win your drafts or your win your leagues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, speaking of uh, leagues, we're gonna get into three bold predictions for the season. Uh, okay. I can kick it off here. Yes. My first bold prediction for the send it season 2019 is that Wes's trades this year will be with U.S. Bank employees. Uh, mm-hmm. That's his best trades. His best trades will be with U.S. Bank employees who work for him. Uh, coincidence? I think uh, maybe he might be picking some of these people in the league because of his well, influence you say Who over works them. for him?
1: I think is Joe. I think Joe's the only one who works for him. The others uh, work. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he still has considerable influence over the others, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Joe's the only one who works under him. Yeah, when I catch my drift, <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah. okay. That's that's a uh, that's a very good prediction. I like that. What's the next one?
0: Uh, my next one is uh, Joe surprises everyone, and he makes the playoffs in his first year playing fantasy football.
1: Yeah, and as much as I hate to root for anything related to Alabama or Nick Saban, I, I, I who doesn't love Joe, and so I got to root for that one too. I'm hoping he does He's well. a nice
0: guy. He's just a great guy.
1: Yeah, and I do th- like like you said. I, we all think he drafted well. So.
0: Yeah, and then my third bold prediction for this year. Maybe it's bold, maybe it's not, who knows? But it's that Eric will experience the three time Winter Blues and miss the playoffs this year, and no, mm-hmm. one oh. no one will shed a tear. No one will shed a tear. That's for sure. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I, about, like this? I like those. I like that.
1: Okay. So, what are yours? What are your bold predictions? So, I was only able to come up with two. Uh, the first one I already talked about, Wes is going to make the playoffs. Um, and I just want to point out, uh, fuck Saquon Barkley. And his pedophile, apologist apologist ass, apologetic, apologist, whatever. Um, I also don't like that he took George Kittle so early. And his third round pick, which was already a little higher than it would have been on my list. um, Mm. T.Y. Hilton,
0: his stock just went way down thanks to Andrew Luck retiring. You want to hear something funny? Yeah. The reason that I made that trade with him to swap our first and second picks was mm-hmm. because in mock drafts, I was ending up with players like Kittle and Hilton, and I wasn't yeah. comfortable with that. So nice. I, I wanted yeah, to get out so of it. You avoided it. I thought it was funny that he ended up with the players that I was trying to avoid. That so you're trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Love it. And then –
1: My other bold prediction um, is that Patrick Mahomes will not finish in the top five quarterbacks. Uh, You know, a lot of these guys, whatever position they are, they have a great year. Whether it's their breakout rookie rookie year like it was last year for Mahomes, or just a, it's an out out of nowhere, out of the blue great year, they don't always back it up. And there has been some shakiness within the uh, Kansas City offense with some players moving around, some players getting suspended this and that. Um, they're not the same unit that they were last year. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my bold prediction that Patrick
0: Mahomes will not live up to the hype. He had such an insane year last year. There's got to be yeah. this year. Yeah, it's and then. Yeah, They're, I think their defense is actually better this year too. Which you know, they, yeah. that means he doesn't have to put up a lot of points. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that uh, finishes our draft recap. Uh, I'm going to go on and bring on our first special guest of the year, and Hogan okay. is going to read you his ad segment. Which, okay, what's the name? I don't. You have to tell the name. But uh, the it's, it's the, the well. You have the primary sponsors. I've got the additional sponsors. All right. Well, you take it away. while I bring in our special guest. Will do. Thank you.
1: All right, listeners, this ad, sorry, this podcast is brought to you by Jaegerman S'more Flavored Schnapps. The schnapps are a delightful taste of s'mores. It really does taste like s'mores and it's got quite a kick too. Where can you get Jaegerman S'more Flavored Schnapps? I guess that would be at the liquor store. At the liquor store? At the liquor store. This podcast is also brought to you by Pawtucket Patriot Ale. If you drink it, hot women will have sex in your backyard. This podcast is also brought to you by Molten Boron. Nobody does it like Molten Boron. And finally, this podcast is also brought to you by Real Fake Doors. Are you tired of real doors? Cluttering up your house where you open them and they actually go somewhere and you go into another room? Get on down to Real Fake Doors. Fill a whole room up with them. None of them open. Fakedoors.com is their website. Hey Hogan, we're back. Hey, welcome back.
0: All right, guys, it's the Send It All podcast season two, and this is our first week with our first special guest. It's none other than our commissioner, Mister West Miller. West, how you doing? Oh, hell! Ah, man, thank you guys so much,
2: man. A whole another year of Ascended podcast. You know, uh, I listen to it every every week on the week, and you know, I love when you have those special podcast episodes. It really gets my juices flowing nothing nothing rings more true that fantasy season is about to start than a send it all podcast
0: yeah man uh, we're excited yeah it's gonna be awesome uh first off we got to get into it there was some drama over the league this year some people left some new people came in i just want to know what was the process for you to pick these new players to join our, our league this year you know it
2: was a strict process a lot of them put in a lot of applications a lot of them took a lot of shots um you know how that kind of goes Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I'd like to start with uh, Corbin. I've actually been in with Corbin on many different occasions on a couple fantasy be- baseball leagues. I know he's a super intense competitor, and you know he had a little bit of bad luck. Uh, play on words there with Andrew Luck, but uh, you know he's a great guy. Um, you know, we have Jason. Jason's a big time Chiefs fan. Definitely the biggest Chiefs fan I've ever met. Really? Um, you know, he's uh, you know he's uh, really into football. I've actually been in a couple leagues with him before. And uh, you know, we also have our third member, third newest, uh, with uh Nestor. And you know, Nestor's just, you know, free two hundred dollars for the league, so that's not bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, put Nestor on blast already. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean anyone who takes Mahomes that early is just
0: you know. Ooh. Yeah. It was definitely a Homer pick. I actually agree with that. So he's already he's
2: already proven what I was saying. So
0: But well, so, that Mahomes so, isn't isn't gonna finish top five T V this year.
2: I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, he probably will. Uh, you know, I can guarantee Messer won't finish top five though, and that's all okay. that really matters. But you know, you know, Wesley. Some
1: people might say that uh, Corbin wasn't the one who got screwed the most by Lexi Retirement. Someone's say it's you with a third round pick of Ty Hilton.
2: Yeah, and you know, I, I can see how some people think that. I think Jacoby Brissett actually throws a great deep ball. Um, yeah, we know, all know I'm him
0: so well. So I mean, hey, they just paid the man thirty million dollars for two years. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you don't pay
2: someone 30 million dollars unless he can throw a deep ball. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. So, it's we'll it's, see. it's
0: open. He wasn't too great uh when Luck was out before, but from what I'm hearing, it's, he's looking better now. Yeah, they got Hopefully. a little bit better of an O-line and stuff like that. And I think that uh
2: he even dedicated this season, Ty Hilton did to Andrew Luck. So, he did. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when I dedicated my championship to myself. And I won. Yeah. That
0: was great. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then I'm dedicating my uh, season this year to myself and to Andrew Luck and to T.Y. Hilton. So and that's three times the winner this year.
2: That was, okay. that was good. Love that was it. Really good.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's talk about the, uh, the draft here, Wes. Um, little bit, a little bit of changes. We had a few complaints last year. You seem to have fixed those, implemented some new things. What were some of your highlights and lowlights of the draft this year? Yeah. I mean, I'll start off by saying, you know, I'm a
2: commissioner of the people. There's no doubt about that. You know, I don't think anyone's ever argued that. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we had some, some issues with food before people said it was too high. I, I feel like we addressed all those things right there. And I, I felt like we had a great draft so I thought everyone showed up. Everyone took the shots. Everyone went according to the park. Uh, Eric went over the time limit, which was awesome. I'm glad we had a timer there. There was no debate. Hogan was great on getting on time and, uh, Hogan was also great. I, you know, I got a hand it to him being the draft bitch. He was pretty much on top of it with the shots. We
1: uh, haven't talked you. about yeah. that.
0: He was, you were really good, Hogan.
1: Really uh, thank you. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, I wanted to do my part, what I can do for the league. And uh, if unfortunately I happen to have that position again next year, the year after or somewhere in the future, I'll gladly put that pink shirt right back on and wear it so proudly.
0: Oh, by the <laughs> way, that shirt. Amazing. amazing yeah. contribution.
1: Good stuff. Uh, huh? I think
0: you are the best. <laughs> toilet bowl winner that we've ever had
1: you actually oh, did the thanks.
0: punishments on time mm-hmm. you did you didn't yeah. show up 45 minutes late uh i couldn't ask for a better toilet bowl winner yeah so not we only
2: it. were you the king of being the worst of the league but you were also the king of all the losers in the history of the league <laughs> <Yeah>. congratulations <laughs> <laughs> ah, good point very fair <laughs> uh
0: so building off that is there anything that you'd like to see differently uh next draft season you know, I, I I felt like we had a good
2: amount of girls there. Um, I think that's really a key. You know, the only thing I would maybe do is maybe some sort of uh, gr- like girls in a bikini walking up there, putting up our picks for us. At least for the first round, uh, you know, we'll have a first round walk up music and first round walk up chicks. Um, obviously bikini, two piece minimum.
0: Yeah. Well, Paul was suggesting that, wasn't he? Supposed to find someone. Well, he did. Yeah. but They
1: all cost too much, so it was like. Oh. Uh...
0: We're not going to You've got that, Great uh,
1: girls, Paul. Keep looking. We love it, but uh, we're not going to pay that kind of money. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, even if, it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Thick bitches need drafts too. So, What you
0: do know. you think about having the draft next year at a strip club?
2: I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. I've, I've looked into that before. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, little Ray Ray said it was no good for that. But, you know, I mean, times change. There's no doubt about it. It's a progressive league, and maybe strip clubs are progressive as well.
0: You know, I went really? to one last night. It, it was something called uh, stripper People sang oh. karaoke on stage while the stripper stripped. It's actually really fun. Wow. Mm. Wow. that That's a thought for next year. I'll put that in the suggestion box. Put it in there. Let's get it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're getting into our, uh, our main event here. It's the Week 1 Predictions. Uh, I just want to make a quick acknowledgement that the reigning prediction champion from last year was myself, so when you hear my predictions, just know. Awesome! Congratulations! A a, Congratulations! A little bit of authority behind my picks. And uh, uh, Lucian, uh,
1: I think I went one in seven or one in six when I was a guest last season. So I probably was the worst, right? You might have gotten the worst.
0: Yeah. Fold, but, uh, full
1: disclosure: I think I was. The absolute worst, aside from being the toilet that's, bowl. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's like the triple
2: crown. You're the king of all those yeah, losers. Yeah. the losers. <laughs> you were the, the loser. You won the triple crown. Boxes.
0: Yeah, the triple crown of toilet bowls. Yeah, <laughs> love it. All right. Well, I'm going to get into our first matchup of this week, and it's actually my meh matchup of the week, and that's Paul versus Thomas, the CMC Network Limited versus Summer Breeze. Uh, guys, what are your predictions on this match? The all right, Wes.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, that's definitely a
2: great call for the mess match about the week. Um, especially it's, it's tough to look past Paul's running backs. I'm not sure. I, I you know, I've heard of a zero RB strategy, but I think <laughs> at some point you're supposed to actually have a running back that starts on a team. Um, you know, even if it's a, in a timeshare or something like that, but he's got Carlos Hyde and frank gore if this was 2008 that might be pretty good but um (laughs) it's a little rough so you know after looking at thomas team he's got some great running backs i think damian williams you know he might not finish the season as a starter but he's going to start as a starter um you know so we'll see but i really think that uh thomas going to eke this one out um by a wide margin you know 28 to 30 points okay uh
0: fair hogan what are your thoughts
1: uh, no, they both drafted kind of questionably to say the least. Um, but I think actually Paul's going to take this one out. I think Deshaun Watson is going to build on his great year. Um, I think he's going to do very well. They both have some holes in their matchup, if you will. Um, but really I, I like Paul's team better than Thomas's. And, uh, I still don't know what Paul's name means exactly, but if you're someone like <laughs> Thomas or Robbie, you really need to update your team name, by the way, guys. So, well, that was I Paul's think,
0: team name last year, too. Is Paul and yeah, Thomas yeah. both
1: haven't updated their names.
0: That's, right, well, that's okay, okay point. no, no,
1: but you don't have to change it from year to year, but if your team name has a player who's not on your roster, exactly. update that shit. Or Wes, if, if your team name is talking smack on a player who's no longer in the league... Well, I think it you, rings more
2: true than ever. Oh,
1: my God. What a bold prediction,
2: sir.
0: That's hot, 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 man. Yeah, I mean, that's just obvious. Uh, I, do you think you're going to change your name?
2: Yes, I'm going to change it.
0: Okay, cool. Well, we look forward to hearing what that new name is. Maybe you can drop it on the uh, podcast one day when you come up. Maybe with right it. now. Yeah, Not right now. Not right now. Okay, right okay. okay. Oh, going okay. to keep it a secret for a little bit. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh I absolutely have to go with uh West on this one. I'm picking Thomas to win this game. Uh the running back situation for, for Paul is just atrocious. And I think he put a lot of his picks into his wide receivers in, in QB. and in Q B and don't get me wrong, he's got great wide receivers, great Q B, he's got a great tight end. Uh mm-hmm. but it's Paul, you know, I gotta I gotta go against him. Okay,
1: when you say it's Paul, that's a fair point,
0: regardless of the argument. <laughs> um, but uh, you guys are talking smack
1: in the running back game. Well, you're the commissioner. What,
2: what, what type of league is this again? Is this a PPR
0: league? It's a .5 PPR league. Thank um, you,
2: which also counts. Thank as you. A and, okay,
0: and his running backs are Hyde and Gore, who don't catch the ball yet. There's a reason why the guy's name is Hyde.
2: <laughs> wow, that's like the dumbest thing you said this week <laughs> That's not bad
0: actually then.
1: <laughs>
0: We'll have to have a new segment The Dumbest Things West Says Each Week <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Hogan Less information is better Yeah, thank you <laughs> Alright, so for the men matchup We have two for Thomas and one for Paul We'll have to see that, how that goes out uh, Next one, we have Fuck You West Versus Bama Joe, so we got Eric versus Joe Hogan, why don't you start us off
1: uh, Obviously the heart says Fuck you, Wes, and fuck you, Eric. So that makes me want to vote for Bama Joe right now. Um, but yeah, looking at a, the only issue I see is that you've got Russell Wilson versus Rogers in the QB matchup. And Russell Wilson is the type of guy who can put up great fantasy points. He can also have a 150-yard passing yards game, and his team will still win. So that's the only thing there. But other than that, I do think Joe has a better team than Eric. Um OBJ, he might put up 30 points in week one. He might put up five. Uh, he's going to be adjusting to a whole new thing. He's been a little bit of a drama queen, to say the least, which even on a good week, he's a real drama queen. So I think Joe's got a better, more solid team all the way around.
2: Okay. Wes? Wes? Yeah, I mean, I really think the shots got Terry got the draft. Um, You know, his whole team is pretty much glass with the exception of Todd Gurley. I do believe in Todd Gurley. Um, With this matchup, you know, Aaron Rodgers going against Chicago on a Thursday night in Chicago. Uh, It doesn't get much more rough than that. And then, you know, Joe has a great equalizer. He has Adams kind of a little bit of insurance there. Um, I also do like Kelsey's matchup against Jacksonville because I, you know, I don't think they're strong over the middle. I'm going to have to go with Joe on this one. Bama Joe gets his first win in the history of his league. So congratulations.
0: Yeah. uh, People have heard earlier in the podcast, I thought Joe, he's my bold prediction for making the playoffs this year. Um, I think it's going to be rookie, you know, uh, luck. What's it called? What's it called? Rookie? I, uh, I can't think right now. Beginner's anyway, luck. Beginner's, beginner's luck. luck. That's the one. That's what I was looking for. But, yeah, I got Joe winning this one. Uh, Eric, it's mostly just because Eric's a three-time title winner, uh, and I'm voting against him. This is all not fact-based. This is all personal, emotional-based. Uh, <laughs> yeah, piece. But that's, sometimes, that's good. sometimes it works out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's three for Joe. Sorry, Eric, but I guess you're going to lose this week. Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up we've got the uh, match between Robbie and Chad carry on my waivers done the Catalina wine, Mixon. uh, West, take us away. Who do you think's going to win this one?
2: Man? I, you know, this, this is, this was the one I've, I've struggled with. I, you know, one day I woke up, I thought Robbie one day I woke up. I thought Chad within the hour, I, I've switched it twice. Um, you know, and, and what it came down to me was, uh, Aaron Jones has got a really, really tough matchup kind of like Matt Ryan, but I really think that Matt Ryan's going to, make it through. Um, but Aaron Jones against the Bears, that's kinda like the great equalizer. Um also Mike Evans has a great matchup against San Francisco. So I'm gonna have to go with Robbie and a tight one, very tight one.
0: Okay. Uh I'm I am i am in agreement with you. I think Robbie's gonna do this. He's gonna win this week. Uh, I like his matchups. I like his team. Uh it's well balanced. And, you know, Chad, I think you you had some strange picks in the draft. I mean you don't you didn't pick bad players, but we'll have to see how it goes. Hogan, what do you think?
1: Uh, no, I think Robbie wins this one in a landslide. Uh, you know, Chad's got one solid player on his team. And that's big Ben Roethlisberger and he's throwing to Vance McDonald on his opponent's team. Everyone else on his team. Yes. They're capable of putting up 20 plus points, but I think they're all going to put up like single digits or something. I think it's gonna be a landslide for Robbie.
2: Now, and there's, also, there's also something to be said when you know, show a draft, so I can't really vote for him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Yeah. Uh, is it, the NFL website thinks that Chad's going to win. So the NFL is going against us. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what that says, but they didn't know he didn't show up to the draft. So that's true. They didn't, NFL, they weren't working with all
1: the information. With sure. the exception, with the exception of Luci Lucian's matchup, which we'll get to later because one of his players is still holding out. They said yeah. that every match is going to end within 10 points or something, which, okay, come on. That's, uh, yeah. that's like projections. You got to take them with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, those mm. never end up working out. They'll, they'll make yeah. you feel good for the week leading up, but they don't mean anything. Yeah, like, come game time. Yeah. Okay, next matchup, we've got Pop, Lock it, Drop it. For wait, 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 what was your pick for that? Sorry, Lucian, were you in agreement with us there? With oh, yeah, Robbie. Yeah, he's oh, okay. Robbie. Okay, sorry, my bad. Uh, so next one, we got Jason versus Corbin. This is the Battle of the Beginners, or I guess Battle of the Newbies. Yeah, is um, that our only newbie-only matchup this week? Uh, uh, it looks like it, yeah. Nice, nice. So uh, which one do you, which of the new newest players do you think is going to start off this season on the right foot and get their first win? Uh, Hogan.
1: Yeah, I'll start this one off. Uh, As we talked about earlier, I think it's going to be Jason. I think he drafted amazingly. And whereas Corbin, we all think drafted not very well. If you you look at the projections right now, NFL.com says Jason wins by 1.6 points. If that happens, I will eat my hat. He's going to win by a landslide, probably bigger than the Robbie landslide, but maybe not so. We'll see. And Jason doesn't even have a defense in at this point. So um, he drafted Oh, I didn't well. even see
0: that.
1: Yeah, Jason drafted well, whereas Corbin drafted two quarterbacks, two tight ends, and two defenses. Um, the first quarterback he drafted is not even there anymore. Yeah, yeah. look at it. That's, that's another thing. I mean, like he said, he he had it a little too much. Uh, a few too many drinks and didn't draft well, and he's going to have to rebound. Week one is not going to be his rebound. Jason in a landslide. Better get that waiver wire budget
0: going there, Corbin. Yeah. Get on that waiver wire. All right, uh, Wes, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with uh, a lot of things that um, Hogan over there said. Uh, You know, one thing that I do find interesting is he does have two defenses, and Jason has none. So there's got to be something to say for that. Uh, But uh, you know, Chris McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette, um, why I think they're both injury risks. They're great to start the season, not great to end the season. Um, so I'm going with, with Jason, I don't think CMC or Fournette finishes the season. Full prediction.
0: You know what? He's got Keenan Allen too, who had an injury pop up in preseason and he's been famous in the past for not finishing season. So exactly. he could potentially have three and then Carson Wentz. He couldn't even go to the Super Bowl. He was injured two years in a row. So yeah, yeah uh, a lot of risks, but he does have a solid team, and I'm going to have to pick uh, Jason as well. So that's that's three picks in a row that we all agree on the same person. Oh wow! Damn. Cool. All right, yeah, pretty amazing. So uh, that brings us to our next one. It's Jean Lucien Picard versus Patrick Maholding. Your money. Uh, I'll start this off just because it's my team that's in this, and I'm gonna have to pick myself. But there are some caveats. That's if. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott plays, then I pick myself. If he doesn't, no, no, uh, no, 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 I can't no, do that. You gotta, no, 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 all right, then I'm just going with myself because you got to bet on yourself, exactly. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to hear what you guys think. Uh, Wes, the guy who owns my uh, my backup for my star player, uh, who do you think is going to win this matchup?
2: You know, I think if no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I do like I do like a lot what Lucian did with his team. You know, he also took up picked up David Montgomery, um, and Justin Jackson and Miles Sanders. I mean the guy has fourteen running backs on his bench, which are great <laughs> to cover that. Uh hey, they're worth
0: their weight in gold, man.
2: Yeah, Matt Bryant just re signed, so that's fantastic. Darren Wallers uh you know, he's a he's a great tight end that's supposed to be pretty good there. Uh, you know, Nestor's free money and I think, you know, that'll show. And Lucian and and, uh, and uh, you know about a fifteen pointer. Oh shit!
0: Okay, I thought you were going to go Nestor there for a second. I'm pleasantly surprised.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going Nestor for sure. Um, okay. I know I talked some smack on the homes. So he's certainly going to outperform Winston. Uh, Zeke is of cool. Third This, this game,
0: not. he's playing Jacksonville in the ring. Is,
1: Last year, that, I don't think he was top twelve. The the ring is that what they call it down there? A city, a stadium yeah. they almost moved out of. I mean, you don't get to do that. Even Robbie would disagree with that statement. That is such a tough place to play. Um, and you got Jameis Winston. Um, yeah, he might have a breakout game, but I, I it's highly unlikely he'll outperform Mahomes. Uh, you call him Jameis?
2: It doesn't matter. I well, I mean, I just I, I was just asking. Did you just call him Jameis? Okay, Winston, whatever. I
0: say the same
2: thing. <laughs> James, Jemace,
1: whatever. Spell it. Get, get a normal name. I mean, I've got an odd name, and even I find that to be a little difficult. Zeke it's
0: is... It's not a weird name. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Zeke is highly unlikely to play week one, and even if he does, it'll be with a big chip on his shoulder because he's not going to have a long-term deal in place. Jerry Jones isn't... Um, you know, he, he's not someone like uh, Davis who just wants to build a winning team. Jerry Jones wants to milk as much money as he can out of this thing. Uh, you've also got on Johnson, who, if he puts up 14 points, which NFL.com is saying, that's another thing I'll eat my hat on. So I'm sorry, really? uh, even can...
0: against the Arizona defense, I'm just going to tell that's you, on right now, they are atrocious At here,
1: Arizona. Uh, no, no, because on Johnson, uh, Stafford's not as terrible as a lot of people think they are. And on Johnson is extremely hit or miss. I mean, Robbie named his team after them last season. and He very narrowly avoided being in my place in that pink shirt. So I'm sorry, Lucian. I love you, but it's Nestor by a decent margin.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. We'll see. I uh, hope you're wrong, but uh, we'll see. All I right, understand. <clears throat> So, so far, Wes and I have agreed on everything. So that's yeah. Whoever that uh, makes me feel really good about my picks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you could be a, you could be ahead of everyone, Hogan. If you picks if your picks uh, turn out, you could be uh, the leader right off the mm-hmm. bat here. Okay, next one we have Scotty will never own the trophy versus Sunny bunches of goats. PD versus Wes uh, Hogan. Who do you got in this matchup?
1: Well, obviously, I always vote against Wes just because. But uh, looking at it, you got Bruce, Bruce, Breeze, Newton. It's uh, pretty close.
2: and Bruce are hanging out. Cook,
1: Murray, Michelle, <laughs> Barkley. Uh, I don't like any of these players. I'm I'm so biased on all of this here. But yeah, I'm definitely going. Um, T. Y. Hilton is going to hurt you. He's going to put up like five points, and he's going to call it a good game. Um, Saquon Barkley is a pedophile. Uh, George Kittle is going to underperform. He he might put up twenty points this week. So
2: if, I, if that's an underperformance,
1: that sounds great to me. <laughs> yeah, but he's not going to – what we were talking about earlier, he's not going to do that season long. Um, so, no, it's uh, – <laughs> and you've got a uh, – the one of your running backs, Wes, is the backup to an amazing running back with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, have fun with that.
0: And didn't Ingram last year finish, like, top 10 as the backup to Camaro. points per game, yes, he did. I mean, I think it's a risky pick, but I think it could pay off. Although I did hear one report that the OC there said that it's Camara's backfield this year and they're going to let him loose. So I don't know if that changes things for Murray or not, but. Hey, don't scare me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to go with Wes as well, uh, just because I love to hear PD complain and I want to hear him complain about how everyone treats him unfairly. Uh, But PD are going down. You're just a born. We talked about Eric being a born winner. Petey, you're just a born loser. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with well, that. Uh, he's a Pats uh, fan. This this could
1: be a close one. He's got three Patriots in his lineup, and over the past several seasons, the Patriots have sucked in week one and then done so well the rest of the year, or like sucked in week one and two type of thing. Patriots pretty much don't even care about week one, so this could really be Wes's week, unfortunately, but I'm still voting for Petey. I'm still or uh, predicting against Wes for sure.
0: I feel like the first month of the season, is like the preseason for the Patriots. It, <laughs> it really kind of is. Care. Yeah. Uh, but Wes,
2: are you going with yourself? Are you going with PD on this matchup? Yeah, I'm definitely going myself. You know, I have, I have three wide receiver threes essentially, which is okay. Um, I have George Kittle, you know, Kittle's got a great matchup. Saquon, you know, they don't call him happy. Saquon's a uh, uh, Quan on Quan for nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they come, yeah, they call him Happy Seconza in your butt in the
1: shower with Sam yeah, you know That's what they call
2: him. Yeah, Bruce is getting a little old. Him and Jemaze, um might have a good weekend <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah, and then you know we got Cam Newton, and I, you know I could throw a little Jimmy G in there. I'm kind of liking Jimmy G's matchup. Um, you know, that Jimmy G to Kittle connection could be really good this week. But yeah,
1: me and I about the years. guy who has had an atrocious preseason and threw five picks in one practice. That, that Jimmy G? He threw five in one practice? Five in one practice.
2: I think that's smart. You know, get him out early. Get him out <laughs> early. Get him out against your team. Um, you know. Yeah, I I I think it's a it's a great job.
0: I I'm I might have to go against you, Hogan. Uh I think Tampa go Bay for have, it. Please do. I think Tampa Bay is gonna have the worst defense in the league this year and Garoppolo might eat this game.
1: Appreciate yeah, that. Uh again, the the Niners suck. All right, guys. The glory years are over. It's uh <laughs> it's done.
0: Okay. Fair enough. You heard it here first. is done. San Francisco sucks. Uh, always coming from a Raiders fan Hogan. So,
1: mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
0: you got to believe it when he says it.
1: Yes, you do. Thank you.
0: <clears throat> okay, guys, we're getting to our, uh, this is our matchup of the week here. This is, uh, here comes trouble. Mr. Minor versus Wes's stepfather Hogan. Uh, let's start it off with Hogan. What do you think you're going to do? How are you going to do this matchup?
1: So as I said earlier, I feel like I drafted very well and, even though Miner was one of my top three favorite drafted teams. Um, I feel like I did even better than he did. And I'm loving my picks. Uh, possibly my most dangerous pick was taking Levy bell, but I took him with a nice pick and on, on my list, he should have gone number seven. Um, he is a bit of a dark horse in that who knows how he's going to do this year. Uh, I think he's going to do great. He's still young. He had some rest and he has everything to prove now. And so he's not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I'm going to
0: smoke minor. Okay. Uh, Wes, do you agree with this or disagree? What are your thoughts?
2: Um, you know, when I was looking at Hogan's team, I couldn't help but think, you know, I think he grabbed a uh, pre-draft rankings list from 2014 because he's got Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Alan mm-hmm. Robinson. Um, Mm -hmm. these are all people that were, you know, they were great back in the day. Um, yeah,
1: Wes, we already talked about how you don't know when I picked them. I picked them all of them later than they went in every other ADP. So
2: you had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown with your first two picks, your first two chances at them
1: yeah yeah ADP um, ADP they went
2: 7 and 20 I took them yeah, 9 I'm, and 20 I'm going, So know, we, we all know how Miner starts you know he does a great job starting he always drafts extremely well before he trades all his players to Eric so he can win the title <laughs> um, you know so as long as you know Minor, Minor, I don't think and as long as he doesn't make two trades with Eric before week 1 um, he blows Hogan out Okay Wes what if you trade uh quarterbacks.
1: If or if mine and I were to trade quarterbacks right now, do I still win? Or sorry, does I mean, does mine still win or do I win then?
2: Uh you would win because Jared Goff is a king.
1: He is fucking Goffle and you know it. He couldn't put up anything in the Super Bowl. He's probably the Hello?
0: Probably what? I think we lost Hogan for a second time.
2: Yeah, I mean I think I think his phone even cut himself out. It's a good thing. Just terrible
0: takes. Phone didn't like it, had to cut him off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's well, okay. what are we you didn't thoughts? want to hear
0: from anyways my thoughts what? i think mine gonna gonna win this one i think hogan's going down um and then that would mean that you and i have agreed on every single pick i think that's the wow. start for the season wow uh yeah yeah you know yeah, we, we so, talked a
2: lot this off season so i think
0: you know our
2: thoughts are very similar
0: yeah uh i don't know what happened to hogan but uh oh he's calling back in hold on okay
2: yeah, so we have some advertisements here. Uh you know, this one's brought oh we're all Pry- back. Okay. okay. Go ahead, go ahead. What was your advertisement? Uh it was brought to you by Prilosec OTC. When you draft Antonio Brown, you really get a lot of heartburns. That's all I got. Okay. Hogan, are you there, man? Uh looks like he's not there. Okay. This uh, might I be a bad that. time to say that we're also, also brought to you by Verizon. Can you hear me now?
0: <laughs> Hogan, you there? All right. He's trying to call back in, but you know what? This is the end of the show. So uh, we're just going to end it. I can't figure this out. Uh, <clears throat> parting words. Wes, is there anything you'd like to say to the league before we end it this year? Or yeah. You first
2: know, first I'm going to, I'm going to say it, you know, I've said it once I've said it a million times. I'm the most compared commissioner in the history of the, in the world. Um, you know, I'm excited for everyone. I, I, we had a great draft. I really think this is a great year. Uh, we got rid of some uh, blood suckers out of the league. And I think, you know, this is the year and Nestor, thank you so much for your donations. Awesome.
0: That's all I got. Awesome. Uh, we I think we got Hogan back here. Hogan, you there? He's still not there. Okay, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the first week of the year. It's a, this is our preseason. We're working out our – yeah, yeah. This is our preseason, definitely. Uh Yeah, my parting words, everyone. I'm looking forward to uh, the season, and I look forward to playing against you and trash talk. And also, here's a memo to all the new players. G- get – Get active, be on the group, interact with people. It's just a lot more fun when everyone's trash talking and talking. And, you know, it it just makes the league a lot more fun. So I'd really appreciate it if you guys got into it a little bit more. Amen to that. All right, guys, this is the first episode of season two of the Send It All podcast. And uh, just remember, we hate you all. Good night. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good season.